1: This is
0: the Rick Edelman Show. Barron's ranks Edelman Financial Engines the number one independent investment advisor in the country.
1: And Rick is in the Barron's Financial Advisor Hall of Fame. Now, here's Rick Edelman. Welcome to the Rick Edelman Show. The word of the weekend, of course, is GameStop. Everybody, everywhere across the country, I think, has been following this astonishing story. GameStop, you know, the retailer, you've seen them in malls all across the country, selling video games and such like that. The company's not been doing well at all. 2019, they lost $800 million. In 2020, they lost almost $500 million. So what would you expect the stock to do in the middle of a pandemic with a company going broke because nobody's going into the mall to buy products? Well, since December, the stock's up 1,700%. Since August, it's up 8,500%. What on earth's going on? And it's not just GameStop. BlackBerry is up 280% this year. AMC is up 840% since the beginning of the year with massive trading volume. GameStop's trading volume in a single day this week, 20 billion shares. Google had only 4 billion traded. What on earth's going on? It's very simple. A bunch of new young investors, people who have never before participated in the financial markets, have all gotten together in a chat room on the Reddit website, and they're all saying, wow, this company GameStop, it's going to do great, so quick, let's all go buy it. And I'm not talking about a few nerds piling around. There are 3.2 million members of this chat room. And with so many of them jumping in to buy these stocks, the prices skyrocketed. And what none of them seem to have realized is that they have stolen from Kaiser Sose. Who was Kaiser Sose? Nobody ever believed he was real. Nobody ever knew him or saw anybody that
0: ever worked directly for him. But to hear Kobayashi tell it, anybody could have worked for Sose. You never knew. That was his power. The greatest trick the devil ever
1: pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. You ever see the movie The Usual Suspects? Crooks steal a bunch of money not knowing that the money they stole belonged to Kaiser Soze. And when he found out...
2: You have stolen from Mr. Soze, Mr. Fenster. All of you. That you did not know you stole from him is the only reason you are still alive. He feels you
1: owe him. He will repay your debt. And what we are witnessing is a real-world case of Kaiser Soze. These naive people, people with little to no investment experience, getting together in a flash mob, and instead of everybody jumping up and down in their seats at a ball game in unison to make a wave, they decide to all jump into the stock market in unison and start buying GameStop. And in the process, they are pumping up the stock caused the shares to skyrocket, giving them massive profits literally overnight. And what they didn't know is that they were stealing from Kaiser Soze. You see, some of the biggest hedge funds in the country have been studying GameStop for years. They've watched as its business model cratered Nobody's buying video games in stores anymore. And with COVID, nobody's going into stores at all. So GameStop has been losing hundreds of millions of dollars. And so the hedge funds have been shorting it. They've been placing bets that the stock would go down. And it was until this chat room gang got involved. And when they started buying, the price started rising. And as the price went up, the hedge funds started losing money. One of them, Melvin, lost $3 billion last week. But so what? A stock market's an open market. Anybody can play. And for the first time, young new investors with very little money can go to Robinhood, TDA, Schwab, E-Trade, Interactive Brokers, and they can open an account in seconds, and they can buy one or two shares commission-free. And so for the first time, ordinary people, everyday Americans, can participate in the financial markets. I've been trying for decades to get more people to engage in the markets, because that's how you create wealth. And now, thanks to technology, we're seeing the demonetization and the democratization of the financial markets. Anyone can open an account with no experience, bypass financial advisors, invest tiny amounts of money, like I'm talking $5, and play alongside the big boys of Wall Street. Except they're not playing alongside... They're playing against them. And the big boys of Wall Street were betting against GameStop. And when these new young punks, as the big boys are calling them, are causing them to lose lots of money, well, so what? Who cares if hedge funds lose billions of dollars? Well, this is where it gets really interesting. When hedge funds invest their billions, well, wait a minute. Where did they get their billions to invest in the first place? They get their money, from investors, just like when you invest in a mutual fund and the mutual fund buys stocks for you, big institutional investors give their money to PE funds, VC funds, and hedge funds. Who are these institutional investors? Pension funds, endowment funds, insurance companies, and sovereign funds, the money that's owned by governments like Saudi Arabia. So when a hedge fund suddenly loses billions of dollars, the money they're losing is the money that's in a teacher's pension plan or a big insurance company. You think they're going to tolerate these losses that are caused overnight by some kids joking around in a chat room? Phone calls get made to the SEC, the Treasury Department, the Fed, the White House, to Congress. And bam, before you know it, Robinhood announces, and this happened on Thursday, that it will no longer allow its users to buy shares of GameStop or AMC or BlackBerry or Bed Bath & Beyond. It'll let them sell the shares, other big brokerage firms doing the same thing. And if all you can do is sell and nobody can buy, well, guess what happens to the price of the stock? On Thursday, GameStop fell 70% in 90 minutes, and those hedge funds, they recovered their losses. You don't win when you're playing against Kaiser Soze. Immediately. Congress announced they're going to hold hearings. The SEC is investigating. New York regulators are investigating. The media is all over this. Everybody wants to know what's going on. Is there market manipulation at hand? It's illegal for a bunch of people to get together and all agree to buy a stock so it will rise. That's nothing more than a pump-and-dump scheme. And the brokerage firms like Robinhood that allowed the trading, they can't just turn off the buying, leaving their customers hanging. Immediately, two class-action lawsuits were filed, and more are going to come against more firms. Will we ever learn the truth about what happened? And who told who to do what when? Or will this all get buried? Because after all, nobody knows who Kaiser Soze really is, or if Kaiser Soze even really exists. It's all causing some people to say this is all proof that the market's rigged, that the Wall Street machine is designed for only the big boys to win, and the little guy, you and me, ordinary people, we can't play, and we get smacked down if we try. No, that's not the right message, at least not entirely. The trick is to know it's rigged. And instead of complaining about it from the sidelines, get into the game and play the way it's meant to be played. Join the big boys. That's why we put our clients' money into mutual funds and ETFs. When you do that, you're now one of the big boys. Your money is alongside billions of other dollars. You're now in the machine instead of flailing about wondering why you're not getting wealthy. If you insist on buying individual stocks at a no-load firm do-it-yourself website where you have no financial advisor to guide you, you might do well for a little while. Just like those folks who were buying GameStop, until suddenly the Wall Street machine takes notice and then squashes you like a bug. Because the Wall Street machine will not let you win if winning makes them lose. At Edelman Financial Engines, we've been showing our clients for decades how to really play the Wall Street game. And in today's world of demonetization, democratization, and gamification, you need a partner to guide you more than ever. Those new, naive investors who have no idea what they're doing or who they're up against. They think they're getting rich quick. What they don't realize is that they're just suckers in a pyramid scheme. A pyramid scheme of their own doing. I'm going to buy it for a dollar. Watch you buy it for two dollars. The next guy buy it for four dollars. Everybody's happy. Until the music stops and you're stuck selling for ten cents. You might be saying, Rick, why does it matter? I'm not trading GameStop. Who cares if these traders get whacked by Kaiser Sose? Well, that's what the markets are all about, right? You invest, to hope for the best. Some win, some lose. That's how it works. Yeah, I can see your point, but consider this. The brokerage firms never expected a flash mob to show up, and when the Reddit message board told their 3.2 million users to quick go buy GameStop, all their trades flooded the brokerage firms websites and those websites crashed. There were online service disruptions this week at Schwab, Fidelity, Merrill Lynch, Etrade, Robinhood, TD Ameritrade, Interactive Brokers and Vanguard. Their websites all crashed because they couldn't handle the trading volume. And that means ordinary investors, you and me, just trying to go about our day, We suddenly couldn't make deposits, ask for withdrawals, even check our balances. So this is impacting you and me. And what of those Robinhood investors who suddenly can't trade like they want? They're facing big losses because the machine shut them down. They're getting angry. Remember Occupy Wall Street? The 99 percenters did sit-ins for weeks. but They weren't investors losing money. With the riots on Capitol Hill and Seattle and Portland, Milwaukee and elsewhere, will these angry investors riot as well? Andrew Left, founder of one of those hedge funds, says angry traders have hacked into his social media accounts. They're sending nasty texts to him and his children with profane, threatening language. So my advice for you is we need to get all this into the open. We need investigations. We need to know who the hell Kaiser Soze is and defang him. We need to open the financial markets to all Americans fairly and openly. And for now, as you deal with your investments... Realize that the temptation to get rich quick by jumping into the game of buying a stock merely because it's going up, that's a highly dangerous game. No wonder this week Bank of America says we're in an extreme rally and they're predicting a market correction by April. The International Monetary Fund also warned this week about investor overconfidence. So let's keep our heads about us. Don't do anything rash. Don't make big bets. Don't treat investing like a casino. Make sure you rely on a professional financial advisor who can help protect you from Kaiser Soze. I'm Rick Edelman. Triple H. Plan Rick. RickEdelman.com.
0: The author of the New York Times bestseller, The Truth About Your Future,
1: coming up on The Rick Edelman Show. Are fears of a stock market downturn preventing you from investing? Hi, I'm Rick Edelman. You know you need to invest to get better returns, but you're worried about losing a lot of money if stocks fall. Well, I have the answer for you. Introducing downside defender. This new service lets you own a diversified portfolio, but it lets you tell us a target value that you don't want your portfolio to go below. If the account value drops, we'll reduce your stock allocation to help prevent your portfolio from falling below the target you set. Then as markets improve, we build the portfolio's allocation back up. Downside Defender isn't market timing. It's a smart way to defend your future. Talk with one of my colleagues here at Edelman Financial Engines so we can help you decide if Downside Defender is right for you. For now, there's limited availability for Downside Defender, so call now, 888-PLAN-RICK. That's 888-PLAN-RICK. Or visit us at rickedelman.com. That's ricedelman.com. Welcome back to The Rick Edelman Show. Last segment, we talked about the nonsense going on with GameStop. Let's talk now about what's happening in the broader economy. 900,000 Americans filed for unemployment benefits again last week, continuing the saga ever since COVID began. Uh, Drilling down a little more uh, to specific pockets of the economy, the American Nursing Association has just released a survey of nurses nationwide. I think we can all agree nurses are among the most important people in the world as a result of the pandemic these days. And they're having economic challenges. 42% of nurses say they've delayed making purchases due to lack of money. 39% say they've had to spend down their savings. 32%, one out of three, are using credit cards to pay bills. A quarter of nurses have stopped paying their student loans. 11% have withdrawn money from retirement accounts prematurely because they needed the cash. 9% of nurses have gotten second jobs. Another 9% have borrowed from friends or family. 4% of nurses are getting help from food banks. And a third of the nurses in this country are thinking of quitting their jobs. This is a bit of a crisis. And one thing I know that we all want to do when we're in such stress like this, eat chocolate. What more better comfort food is there than chocolate? Well, here's one example where it's getting harder. Godiva has announced that they're selling or closing all 128 of their stores over the next couple of months. It's not just Godiva that isn't able to pay rent because nobody's shopping retail these days, uh, physically that is. 33% of small businesses say they're unable to pay their rent this month. We need to recognize the challenges that are ongoing, and fortunately to the rescue are the stimulus checks, right? Well, Americans are in large part taking those stimulus checks and saving the money, which means they didn't really need it to buy food or pay rent or what have you. Americans saved $1.4 trillion in the first nine months of last year, twice as much as usual. That's equal to 10% of all household spending in America. More than a third of those first stimulus checks were deposited into bank accounts. Less than a third of it was spent. And what is it that Americans say they are eventually going to spend the money on? Travel. 60% say that they're planning a trip in 2021, bolstered by the news of a vaccine. We are all anxiously looking forward to the day when we can safely leave our homes and mix and mingle with others. 24% say they're willing to go cruising in 2021, but 18% say they will never get on a cruise ship again because of the health risks. So where is it people are planning to go? The top five domestic destinations, the choices here in the U.S. Number one is Florida, followed by California, New York, North Carolina, and Texas. The top five international destinations for Americans, France, Mexico, Italy, Germany, and Canada. So my message to you is this. If you are planning to go traveling as we get out of this pandemic, You really need to start making your travel plans now, because if France is the number one international tourist destination, I got news for you. They're not making Paris any bigger. As all of those tourists descend upon the city, you know that hotel rooms will be hard to find, and the prices for those hotel rooms are going to skyrocket. Ditto for Broadway in New York. Good luck getting a concert ticket or tickets to a Broadway show with everybody trying to travel all at once. So, hurry, hurry, hurry with those travel arrangements. But because we don't know for sure how soon we'll all be healthy enough to travel, we don't know how soon the cities will truly open themselves back up again. Make sure that they are refundable, cancelable reservations you're making. Make sure you buy travel insurance in case your plans have to change. And it's not just travel that people are going to be spending their money on. Some folks are saying, forget about traveling to have a good time. I'm just going to have a good time at home. How? By making my house better. By buying a bigger house. Yep, home renovations and home construction are riding waves. Home construction last year hit a 14-year high because so many Americans are working from home. 42% of U.S. workers, in fact, 4 out of 10, have been working from home during this pandemic. Are they going to go back to the office? 30% of the workers who are working from home say that if they're forced to return to the office, they'll quit. Partly because of the health fears, but partly because they just enjoy working from home. It's so much easier. You don't have to commute. You don't have to spend money on parking. You don't have to spend money buying lunch. You don't have to buy a work-based wardrobe. And your productivity is higher because you don't have all the distractions of people wandering by your cubicle or desk talking to you and distracting you. 30% of workers adamantly insisting on continuing to work from home. All of this has helped to stave off bankruptcies in America as people have been hunkering down. Bankruptcies, in fact, are down 40% in France and Britain. They're down 25% on average in the European Union. But economists are saying this might actually not be a good thing. Well, that strikes me as a little weird. How can the absence of bankruptcies be bad? Well, the economists are saying that the only reason bankruptcies are down is because these companies, which frankly should be bankrupt, are being propped up artificially by all the government stimulus that they're getting. They say that in France, 10% of companies avoided bankruptcy because of government funding. And it's basically creating what they are now calling zombie firms, companies that aren't making money, they're losing money, they have no hopes of ever making money, but they're being able to stay in business because governments are giving them money to avoid them shutting down. What happens when the government stimulus stops due to the economy recovering? That is when those companies will finally go bankrupt and you'll see a wave of bankruptcies on a global basis. It is, in fact, the possibility of downside that has a lot of people spooked about the investing world. My concern, shared by all of us here at Edelman Financial Engines, is that some investors aren't doing what they need to be doing for their long-term financial success because they're so focused on what's happening at the moment, so fearful that there might be a short-term market downturn that they are failing to stay focused on the long term. And that's why I announced last week that we've launched Downside Defender. It's a way that allows you to invest in a diversified portfolio, giving you the opportunity to enjoy the returns provided by the financial markets, but allows you to set a limit on the downside target value that you don't want to go below. I encourage you to learn more about Downside Defender if you have been concerned so much so about investing that you've been sitting on the sidelines. See if Downside Defender works for you. For more information about it, just go to rickedelman.com. And when we come back on the program, we're going to be visited by internet sensation Katie Feeney. Stay with us.
2: Talkers Magazine as one of the 100 most important radio talk show hosts in the country. This is The Rick Edelman Show.
1: Hi, I'm Rick Edelman, and I have a feeling that retirement is on your mind. You're wondering if you've saved enough or whether your money is in the right places. You're wondering when will you be able to retire or will you be able to stay retired? And is your money sufficient so you can live in comfort and financial security for the rest of your life? You're wondering all this, but you really don't have to just wonder. You can resolve all these questions in your effort to enjoy a retirement that's everything you want it to be. And we can help. At Edelman Financial Engines, our clients are predominantly concerned about retirement, your financial security, financial security for your spouse, for your aging parents, for your children. And we can help you just like we've helped thousands of folks just like you for more than 30 years. So call us at Edelman Financial Engines at 888-PLAN-REC. That's 888 888- Plan Rick, or visit us at rickedelman.com. That's ricedelman.com. And don't wonder about your retirement, because we're here to help you. Welcome back to The Rick Edelman Show. You know, there's a lot of struggle as we deal with COVID in this country. One of the most impactful problems that people are struggling with is unemployment. More than 10 million Americans who have lost their jobs are still out of work. Uh, 20 million lost their jobs at some point or other. About half have regained employment, but the other half still out of work. And one of the biggest challenges is how do you get a new job? Well, fortunately, thanks to the Internet, The ability to create your own income, to create a gig activity that produces money for yourself uh, has never been easier. And to illustrate this fact of the incredible changes that are going on in the marketplace thanks to the Internet, I'm very happy to welcome onto the program Katie Feeney. Katie, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so honored to be here. Katie, you're 18 years old. You're in high school, yes? Yes. And you have a side gig. You are involved in, um, I don't even know how I would phrase it. I'll let you phrase it. But it comes down to you being very well known for what is considered a unique style of short form product review videos and interactive live streams uh, on the web, uh, such sites as TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat, Amazon, and YouTube. Talk about what you're doing and how you're doing it.
2: Yeah, so I am known throughout these platforms for unboxing videos and product reviews. So I post various short form content videos and I also go live on Amazon and TikTok and Instagram basically to sell products and I've been able to earn money from it and it's become a career for me.
1: When you say you've been able to earn money from it, has the amount of money you've been earning, has that been published by anybody? Is that publicly known?
2: Yeah. So recently, the New York Times actually published an article on Snapchat Spotlight, Snapchat's new short form platform on the app. I actually earned over a million dollars, which is so crazy to even say out loud. But it's become, I mean, it's just so unreal. And- I never realized how much money can be earned from posting content on social media.
1: You earned a million dollars in what period of time?
2: Two months.
1: In what two-month period did you do this?
2: Um, From November to January 1st.
1: And you're still earning income uh, as each week goes by?
2: That is correct. Correct.
1: So how is it that you're earning this kind of money from doing what you're doing? I mean, you're basically creating a video of yourself opening up a product. You're opening up the box. That's why they call it unboxing. You open up the box. You talk about the product. You give it a review. How many people watch you do this?
2: Um, Through my social media platforms, I probably receive about 150 million monthly views. And on Snapchat, some of my videos that... I earned the most money from range from like a million views to two million views more or less. So, I mean, a, a good amount of people see these videos and that's how I earn money from it. The more views, the more money to be made.
1: So just to put it on a comparative basis, based on your monthly views, a number of people equal to about half the U.S. population are watching you each month.
2: That Yeah, that when you put it like that, that is just so crazy to even think about. Yeah, I guess so.
1: Now, when you began doing this, was it your intention to do it as a business, or were you just goofing around on the web like any other teenager?
2: Yeah, when I first started, it was definitely, I hadn't really thought about turning it into a business yet. It started at a pretty young age, posting dance videos with my friends, and then um, over the past year, I would say, or the past couple years, I really have wanted to turn it into a business. And I made that shift to make my content career driven, which is how I got into the product reviews and unboxings. Because I think at first, I think everyone, when they get into social media, they do it for fun with their friends. But once you start gaining a following and you see that people are really engaged with your content, um, you, I guess, realize that it can be so much more than that.
1: Now, you're a full-time student, uh, so how many hours a day are you spending on your business activities online?
2: Probably about three to four hours a day. It really depends on um, how much content I want to make that day, if I have any brand promos I have to do. It's obviously going to take more time, but I mean, I'm at school all day, and then I have to film videos and edit videos, so it's a lot, but... I've really learned how to optimize my minutes and make the best of the time I have. And especially since school is virtual for me so far this year, I've definitely had a lot more time on my hands, which has been really helpful in growing my business.
1: And so how many videos are you typically posting on a day?
2: Two to three videos a day.
1: And how long is each one?
2: The video itself probably takes me an hour to to film and edit and the video, um, ends up being about 30 to 45 seconds. So yeah, it's definitely, it takes a lot more time than most people would probably think to film. Part of it's because I am a bit of a perfectionist. Um, But yeah, it ends up turning into just like a 30 to 45 second video.
1: And is there anybody helping you in the production?
2: It's pretty much just me. Um, I do have help from my mom and my parents. They they definitely help me a lot when it comes to brand deals and stuff like that. And I've recently been working with the Network Effect, who's been really helping me manage the type of content I'm producing and the different companies I'm working with. They've been really helpful because now I'm just getting tons and tons of emails a day from various companies and asking me to review their products or unbox their products. So, it's been a it's been a lot and I I mean it's I feel like now it's it's more than a one-person job.
1: And so at this pace, are you expecting that your annual income is going to be in the neighborhood of 6 million dollars?
2: Um, I I guess it's possible. I'm not entirely sure yet, which is you know, that's why I want to invest my money wisely because social media really, it's not guaranteed to last forever. So I think right now my focus is just being smart about the money that I've made so far so then that that money can grow. And if TikTok were to end one day or Instagram, Snapchat, if it becomes less popular, I have this money that's been growing instead of it all just going coming to a complete end.
1: So do you see yourself doing this forever? Or, or, or what's next? What, what what do you have in mind?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's exciting to think about the future. And I, I do see this becoming a a job for the rest of my life. I mean, just going live on Amazon and selling products, I can see myself doing that in college, even if it's in my my dorm room. It's definitely, since I've gone, I guess, like the product route of reviewing and unboxing it's definitely it's not going to be a challenge for me to turn it into a career and i can i can definitely see myself doing more with the live streams and maybe maybe i'll be on tv selling products one day i'm not exactly sure but definitely lots of opportunities ahead
1: you mentioned going to college so this obviously has not altered your views of attending college has it changed your views of what your college major is going to be
2: So I'm definitely majoring in business and also marketing, depending on which school I go to and what they offer as a major. But um, it's definitely opened up my eyes to the possibility of going to a college of my choice based on the colleges I've applied to. Because um, at first it was definitely going to come down to like financials and I had to apply for loans. So now I have the ability to go to a private school But then if I get into my in-state school, that would be me saving $50,000 a year and ultimately $200,000 over the four years. So it's definitely going to be a tough choice when it comes to the time and once I hear back from all of the schools, but it's a decision I'll have to make.
1: I have a feeling you're going to get acceptance letters from every school that you apply to, but that's just me speculating.
2: (laughs) I hope so. That would be awesome.
1: So tell us, uh, give me advice for everybody who's listening to you right now uh, about careers and innovation and entrepreneurship. What, tell, tell us what's on your mind.
2: So, I mean, just social media now, it's, it's emerging. And I feel like if anyone who's listening to this has a small business or wants to start growing their own business and whether it's like selling products or there's just so many different options. Music, um, I would suggest that everyone gets into it. I mean, I've seen so many small businesses emerge from TikTok and music artists have been discovered from posting their song on TikTok. So there's just, there's so many possibilities. And if someone wants like a side job that can ultimately turn into a full-time job, I definitely recommend they hop on social media
1: That's Katie Feeney, 18 years old and an internet sensation here on The Rick Edelman Show. Katie, wishing you continued success. Thanks for joining us today.
2: Thank you so much. Stay
1: with us for more here on The Rick Edelman Show. 888-PLAN-RICK, online at ricedelman.com.
0: doesn't come with instructions. More of your questions coming up on The Rick Edelman Show.
1: Are fears of a stock market downturn preventing you from investing? Hi, I'm Rick Edelman. You know you need to invest to get better returns, but you're worried about losing a lot of money if stocks fall. Well, I have the answer for you. Introducing downside defender. This new service lets you own a diversified portfolio, but it lets you tell us a target value that you don't want your portfolio to go below. If the account value drops, we'll reduce your stock allocation to help prevent your portfolio from falling below the target you set. Then as markets improve, we build the portfolio's allocation back up downside defender isn't market timing it's a smart way to defend your future talk with one of my colleagues here at edelman financial engines so we can help you decide if downside defender is right for you for now there's limited availability for downside defender so call now triple eight plan rick that's triple eight plan rick or visit us at RickEdelman.com. that's ricedelman.com back to the rick edelman show we're seeing all-time highs in the market but uh are you prepared for what is going to happen next as if anybody really knew that's the point isn't it you need to be prepared no matter what happens next if you've got questions about your investment portfolio call us here at edelman financial engines 888 plan rick or visit us online at rick Stimulus checks have gone out a couple of times now. Have you gotten yours? Maybe you haven't, or maybe you received a stimulus check, but you got the wrong amount. Well, here's good news for you. When you file your tax return for 2020, if you didn't get the stimulus checks you were supposed to have gotten, or if you didn't get them in the right amounts, you will get them when you get your tax refund. By the way, if you got more, in stimulus than you are really entitled to, don't worry, it won't reduce your refund. The IRS cannot ask for the excess back. Oh, and uh, one other related point: when you did get stimulus checks, they are not taxable. So if you got twelve hundred bucks, that's a tax-free twelve hundred bucks. So how much did you get? Let's start there. What you want to do is compare the amount you received to your 2020 adjusted gross income. And there's a formula, you can look at it on an IRS website or talk to your financial advisor to help you see if the amount you got is the amount that you were supposed to have gotten. But keep in mind that there are easy ways for the IRS to have gotten this wrong because the IRS took a look at your adjusted gross income to determine whether or not you were eligible and how much you were eligible for. But let's say you had a baby last year. Well, the IRS wouldn't have known that because the baby showing up in 2020 would not have appeared on your 2019 tax return. And that means you're owed 1100 bucks for the baby, but the IRS wouldn't have known it. And therefore, they wouldn't have sent you a check. You'll get it as part of your tax refund. Also, if your 2020 income was lower than it was the prior year. And that happened to a lot of Americans because of COVID. People lost their jobs. They got furloughed. They got pay cuts, what have you. You Remember, the money you got for stimulus was based on your 2019 income. And maybe your 2019 income was high, and therefore you weren't qualified for a stimulus check. But if your 2020 income ended up being lower, you would qualify. So it can be a little bit complicated. Bottom line is, last year, if you were single earning $75,000 or less, married earning $150,000 or less, you qualify for the full benefits. And if you earned more than that, you still qualify just for benefits that are a little bit less. Oh, and let me ask you this. Uh, speaking of having to get the IDs right and the details right, et cetera, do you fear that somebody might steal your identity? The AICPA just did a survey, and 60% of Americans say they're fearful that someone's going to steal their ID, their personal privacy. Well, you're not crazy. 20% did have their IDs stolen last year, totaling $17 billion in losses. 37% are setting themselves up for failure. Why? You're storing logins, passwords, credit card info on websites and on apps. But those that are doing it, only one out of four have set up alerts to tell you when a purchase is being made without the vendor physically seeing the credit card. 40% use the same username and password on multiple sites. 45% don't check their credit card statements to make sure that the charges match the purchases. And have you checked your credit report? 68% who have done that found inaccuracies. So if you haven't looked... You really need to, because it's easy to get your ID stolen. By the way, do you know what your ID costs on the dark web? A survey was done of 40 different marketplaces on the dark web. This is where illegal stuff happens on the internet. Your full credentials, social security number, name, date of birth, that can be purchased on the dark web for $8. Credit card info can be bought for 11 cents. PayPal accounts cost $5 for someone to get it. So yeah, you've got to be diligent and protect your personal identity. I'm Rick Edelman. You're listening to The Rick Edelman Show. Time now for everybody's favorite segment on the program, a visit by my wife, Jean Edelman, founder here at Edelman Financial Engines, uh, degree in consumer economics and nutrition. And uh, Jean's message today is one reflecting on the fact that we now have lost more Americans to COVID-19 than we lost in all of World War II. Jean.
0: Thank you, Rick. Hi, everybody. This week, my word is grief, loss. Every human being on this planet has experienced loss. If nothing else due to COVID, we lost what was normal life. Maybe through COVID, we've lost our house, our spouse, our job, a family member, a good friend. Elizabeth Kubler-Ross talks about five stages of grief. There's denial. This can't be happening. There's anger. Why did this happen? And who's to blame? There's bargaining. Make this not happen and I will fill in the blank. There's depression. I can't bear this. I'm too sad. Do anything. And then there's acceptance. I acknowledge this has happened, and I cannot change it. I think a lot of us at this stage are in acceptance with COVID. But also with grief and loss, there's also guilt. Did we do enough or our last words? There's fear, fear of our own mortality, facing life without that person who has passed and fear the future and uncertainty of life's plans. And I think we can relate to that too. There's physical pain that manifests from grief and loss, and we need to pay attention to these. Are we losing or gaining weight? Are we sleeping? Are we fatigued? Are we experiencing aches and pains? And a lot of last year and this year, I've talked about our self-care tools. And so when we have experienced grief and loss, this is where our self-care comes in. We need our hot Epsom salt baths and we need our long walks and we need lots of leafy greens and healthy food and nice calming soups. Grief and loss pushes us beyond our comfort level because we need to fill the hole that was left behind. And that means tremendous and great change. So it is healthy to give ourselves time to process. It is healthy to be kind to ourselves. It is healthy to allow and accept the emotions and thoughts that come up. We don't know when or how the waves of sadness will hit. It could be a song or a movie. But when it does, we need to let it flow and we need to let others support us. Grief and loss is a tremendous equalizer because we all experience it. And it is healthy to hold gratitude for the moments, empathy because we don't know what others are going through, and kindness for ourselves and others. So, my word of the day is grief. And the G is for grace. The R is for reflection. The I is for inspiration. The E is for empathy. And the F is forever. Life beyond our loss is important. And time heals all wounds. One day, the sun will rise. Our hearts will not be so heavy. The music will sound fun again. we will hold a deep knowing that all will be well.
1: That was my wife, Jean, here on The Rick Edelman Show. Thank you very much for joining me on the program today. It's been a pleasure. 888-PLAN-REC, rickedelman.com. See you next week. Get the truth about money
2: every weekend on The Rick Edelman Show.
1: Are fears of a stock market downturn preventing you from investing? Hi, I'm Rick Edelman. You know you need to invest to get better returns, but you're worried about losing a lot of money if stocks fall. Well, I have the answer for you. Introducing Downside Defender. This new service lets you own a diversified portfolio, but it lets you tell us a target value that you don't want your portfolio to go below. If the account value drops, we'll reduce your stock allocation to help prevent your portfolio from falling below the target you set. Then, as markets improve, we build the portfolio's allocation back up downside defender isn't market timing it's a smart way to defend your future talk with one of my colleagues here at edelman financial engines so we can help you decide if downside defender is right for you for now there's limited availability for downside defender so call now triple eight plan rick that's triple eight plan rick or visit us at rickedelman.com. That's edelman.com